Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Yes, the Women in Tech podcast Puma Collection is now live and available at shop.womenintechshow.com. That's shop.womenintechshow.com. Make sure to send us a confirmation of your order because we have something extra special, a little surprise for you. Reach out to us on any of the social handles at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, and we will make sure to get you the extra special surprise. The hoodies and fleeces are so sick. You guys voted on them, decided which ones we should roll with, and I absolutely love it. Check out the photos that we have on the site, shop.womenintechshow.com. That's shop.womenintechshow.com. My name is Rachel Horning. I am the CEO of Startup Coil. Startup Coil is one of LA's largest startup tech event networks based in downtown LA. I think in the beginning of all of this, I was thinking, oh my God, I'm scared. Nothing is going as planned. All of my like sources of revenue are no longer available to me. Woe is me playing the whole victim card. Like this shit sucks. I hope I'm allowed to cuss. You are allowed to cuss. Okay, great. (laughs) And it came to me that, you know, if actually what I love doing is cultivating human connection, maybe this is actually like the biggest sort of moment of, I guess, needing to feel like I'm being invited to step up and level up. Like this is my moment because what do people need more than anything right now, I think is human connection. And I happen to be good at that. And so I think what I needed to realize and tell myself as I like created this narrative shift in my head was, no, 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 this is not the time to play victim. This is the time to lean into all the shit that I already know how to do without worrying about all the distractions like venues, like bar tabs, like food menus, like good acoustics in the room. I mean, online, you still need to worry about acoustics kind of, but there's just an invitation to think about the very thing that you're hoping your audience will take away thinking about the thing or feeling a certain way you get to still do that it's just different and it who knows how long this is going to last i think if anything we're just going to learn how to make in person events even better through this process and then i also think people are going to sort of be more comfortable in the future doing more stuff virtually because we're realizing, oh my God, when you're not worried about traffic, when you're not worried about air travel, you can do so much more. I can have so many more meetings every day. And you know, if you wanted to do something for a Fortune 500 company that happens to be bi-coastal, 
you can do the New York and the LA dinner within 12 hours of each other. And it's just, there's no limitations anymore. So there's a lot to be excited about as an event person. You just have to kind of tailor it to this moment that we're in and really understand the technical nature. But yeah. It's interesting. There's this organization that I just discovered called the 747 Club. It's I think it's 747club.org. And oh, do you know it? I just had my first 747 dinner with Chris. I'm about to have my first. Oh, tell us about it because I'm about to have mine the next week. Oh my God. I just had my first dinner. It was really cool. He has it down. Like the playbook is like down to the minute. He's really impressive in how he runs this from his New York apartment with his girlfriend. And, you know, he has a whole backstory about how it all started with some pasta sauce. And then he like wrote a book and has been hosting. He had, I think something like 250 dinners under his belt, but almost every single night of quarantine, he's hosted a virtual dinner and it's people from all different walks of life, from different parts of the world that he encourages to think about. And the grounding question for each of his events is who do you want to give thanks to that you don't give enough thanks to already? And I'm sure that's not exactly how he says it, but that was sort of the the key sort of like grounding theme for the dinner. And we actually had those conversations in breakout rooms. So back to the breakout rooms, you know, you're able to really simulate like a more intimate space for people to share But then we did plenty actually in the main room on Zoom too. And I was part of the LA cohort on the West Coast and it was only 4.47 my time. So I brought a little glass of wine, but it was too early for dinner. But he had everyone go around and talk about what they're eating for dinner and then progressively got us, you know, to open up about more things. And then I think it was the final question in the breakout room where we were able to talk about giving thanks to someone that we don't normally give thanks to. And it really like touched me. The next morning, I was able to actually give thanks to the person that I had really, you know, given my shout out to uh, during my 747 dinner with Chris and his team. So it was a really meaningful experience. And, you know, similar to the virtual happy hours that I'm hosting, I think it just invited people to feel like they were part of something bigger than themselves while they're quarantining at home. So this is Samantha Roberto from the Hello Beautiful podcast. We are a platform that shares empowered women's vulnerable stories. We are based in Orange County. Yeah. So the Hello Beautiful podcast. So for me, a huge tool and something I really, really stand behind is journaling. Journaling has been such a gateway into so many of my life decisions. And I got this through the travel years. It was one of the tools I picked up about two years ago as I was writing in my journal. I journal every single day. It's like non-negotiable. All of a sudden, this line came up, you will start a mindfulness brand. And for me at the time, like with what I was doing, I'm like, what? Like, where is that? Like, this is kind of weird, but okay. And then I let let it go. And then I would journal every day. And about a month and a half or two months later, all of a sudden, that same line came up, you will start a mindfulness brand. I'm like, weird. There it is again. Interesting. So I let it go. And at the time, so while I was traveling, just to give some context, I was probably traveling for about seven months of the year and then doing real estate for five totally in flow. However, I felt I come back to Thunder Bay. And because I was doing like 
I was coming from such a heart-centered place, business, like I was closing deals. My numbers were going up. People around me were like, how the heck are you doing this? I remember my broker called me in and he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but like, you're never here and you're killing it. And I'm like, yeah, it's all of these other things, like the energy thing. So one day, a year and a half ago, I was showing a house to a private seller and the seller and I just started talking and she looked at me and she said, your perspective is so refreshing. You need to start a podcast. And the minute that she said that, I felt this like resonance through my body. It was like a lightning bolt. And I looked at her, I'm like, you're right, I do. And then, and then, you know, and then it just, it hit. So when I went home after that meeting, I Googled, first question, what is a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't a podcaster at that point. Second question, how do I start a podcast? And then that's what got me into the podcasting journey. And so Hello Beautiful was very much a labor of love. It was uh, a place where I could share empowered women's vulnerable stories. So a place to come on and share some of the harder stuff that we've been through so that we can help so that people aren't just seeing, oh, here I am. This is what I'm doing. It's like, this is a journey along the way that actually got me there. So that creative journey from the the moment that I knew I was going to start a podcast to actually launching it, it took me about 10 months of navigating, feeling it out, trying to figure out what the message is going to be, figuring out like everything else. But uh, but I'm so glad that I did. It's been so rewarding. I just love the concept of Hello Beautiful. I think it is just really empowering. Can you share like what types of guests do you have ongoing? Like if I'm going to tune in to listen to your podcast, what can I expect? So essentially, we bring in women, empowered women to share their vulnerable stories. So essentially, we bring these women who are powerhouses in their careers and what they're doing and experts, but they come on and they share those stories that you don't usually get from them. So something like with the harder times, the challenges, and also the tools and the deep lessons that they learned through those things. So it really is a mix of like inspiration and a lot of like tips and tricks on how to live your best life and just really empowering girl talk. And it's not like your everyday podcast. She has, like you're about to hear, she has guests that have gone through really, really immense just obstacles in life and and have overcome those and seen the other side. And so I think that that's a really important, powerful message to listen to. Tell us a little bit about one of the guests. There's so many incredible women who have had on there. So one of my first guests was a dear friend of mine, and she shared her journey of overcoming intense grief. She got married, and exactly seven days after the wedding, her husband tragically passed away in a cliff jumping accident. And she's one of the strongest, most beautiful women I know. And so she it was about a year after that had happened. She came on and she shared her journey of healing, of going through something so like literally, Esprit, I can't even like that going from a wedding to, and I actually went to Burning Man between this. So it was like, we, we went to their wedding. The next day I left to Burning Man, I was off the playa. And the first text message I got when I came off of the playa at Burning Man was like, oh my gosh, you know, this tragic thing. So came back to the funeral. It was insane. It was insane. So her story is super, super powerful. But like the amount of messages that I got from sharing that story of people who've lost loved ones, people who've faced that type of grief, I'm just like, this podcast has been worth it for this, you know? My name is Anita Sengupta, and I'm a research professor of astronautics at the University of Southern California, and I'm also co-founder of ASX, and my areas of focus, research, and expertise are space exploration, space exploration technologies, and electric aviation. 
I'm based in Sherman Oaks. So yeah, I mean, USC, I picked USC specifically for grad school because they have an astronautics and space technology program division department. So they're very much focused on how to design things for space. So USC is a huge resource. And um, I go to a lot of local events, whether they're meetups or there's Datacon LA that I'm also a part of. Um, and then just in general, my uh, most of my network comes from LA. And how could we find more about Datacon LA? Is that on meetup.com? Um, I could give you the website. Um, I just don't have it off the top of my head, but I can certainly give it to you. No, that's okay. We'll include it in the show notes. So that's perfect for Datacon LA. And what? how do you feel about the LA tech community and culture in regards to um, accelerating your career as opposed to other areas? Like why, why stay in LA? Why is LA the place that you can make things happen? So I would say Southern California is actually the center of aerospace um, and space exploration and commercial space exploration. So I think it's the place to be in terms of uh, the talent pool and where all the amazing projects are going on. And what school did you go to in Boston? I'm curious because I went to Emerson College. I went to Boston University, but I used to live in the Fenway. So I would ride my bicycle past Emerson, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Nice. I, I would say for what's unique about Los Angeles is because it does have that aerospace. So sometimes when people think about tech, they think about San Francisco or the Bay Area, which is more software driven. So for me, I associate L.A. with hardware and I love hardware. Talk a little bit more about that. Why is L.A. hardware? Well, I think inherent to um, space exploration is the development of hardware, whether it's a launch vehicle or a spacecraft or the technologies which is used for either one. And it very much has a hardware aspect to it because it has to travel from point A to point B, whereas software application development um, is a a different space. Certainly you need software for the space program, but the part that attracts me to the development of spacecraft or aircraft is the fact that it's hardware. Where do a community of women in hardware hang out, would you say? Like for LA Tech, we have the We Are LA Tech Facebook group. Do all the women who geek out on hardware hang out on a Facebook group or do they go to the Datacon event or like What kind of network could she access? You know, to be honest with you, I'm not aware of a women's specific network uh, for aerospace in Southern California. So I've never sadly been a part of one. So I. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. They exist, but um, it's not something that um, I have had the opportunity to participate in. There are certainly online resources. I feel like there probably needs to be a bigger uh, community like that. I mean, I feel like that's a perfect thing to share because anybody listening right now, if they have the same interest to be that community leader and drive it forward so there is a community, I mean, hello, that's a shame that that there's no community, at least not a community that has been exposed to your eyeballs yet, you know? Like, it's funny because if the community exists, I think as community builders, a huge part of our job is making sure that the world knows that we are, exist. <laughs> and I, I do think it's, uh, it's unfortunate. And in general, aerospace uh, is a very male-dominated field. It's probably like 85% male. So just there's not that many women around. So that might be part of it. And therefore, if you do go to meetings, then you go to meetings which have everybody at them. So uh, not to say that I I totally changed and there is society of women engineers. I just haven't gotten involved in a local chapter just probably because I don't have a lot of time to do anything outside of uh, you're only ruling the world. (laughs) So I do think what is really unique about L.A., of course, is that L.A. is known for being the entertainment capital. So the fact that you can have something which is the entertainment capital plus sort of the commercial aerospace capital, I think it's kind of neat. I love it. Is there anything that you wanted to share that you haven't shared yet? 
I think that everybody is capable of being whatever it is they want to be. I actually truly believe that. Like if you wanted to play soccer for a living, maybe you couldn't work for the Galaxy, for example, but you certainly could play soccer in a league. Or if you wanted to work for NASA, like I said before, if you wanted to be a musician, maybe you wouldn't be the person on the Grammy Awards, but you can be a performer in a variety of different areas. So I think if you want to do something in life, the only person probably standing in the way of you achieving that is yourself. So um, you can empower yourself to accomplish pretty much anything. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freebay. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.